Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone. I'm Patricia Raskin. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. And we are now in our 20th year on Voice America. And very happy to be with all of you. Today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is one that I cover often, and it's positive aging. And, you know, a little background on this. Aging is not a disease. It's a design problem. Redesigning our lives as we enter this new phase requires that we learn a whole new set of things, not old things, right? And that means exploring the path of being purposeful when we age. In their best-selling book, Repacking Your Bags, Richard Leiter and David Shapiro define the good life as living in the place that you belong with people that you love, doing the right work on purpose. Now there is a new book, and my guest today is Richard Leiter, the co-host of this book, the, the, co-host, the co-author of this book. Who do you want to be when you grow old? The Path of Purposeful Aging. And uh, Richard Leiter and David Shapiro argue that aging well can be similarly defined as aging in the place you belong, as I said before, with the people you love doing the right work on purpose. And so what they look at in the book is embracing the positive possibilities of aging. And they also provide guidance for doing so purposefully with courage and compassion and curiosity. This book began as a conversation between two old friends during a rained out baseball game reflecting on the fact that while society reveres uh, reveres old friendships, they are dismissive of old people. Richard Leiter, my guest today, is one of America's prominent executive life coaches, recognized by Forbes, Forbes magazine as one of the top five most respected executive coaches, and by the conference board as a legend in coaching. Widely viewed as a pioneer of the global purpose movement, his work has been featured on PBS Public Television and NPR Public Radio. So Richard is the founder and chairman of InVenture, the purpose company, a coaching and consulting firm. Richard Leiter has created a wide variety of programs and experiences for clients such as AARP, Caterpillar, Ericsson, Habitat for Humanity, and MetLife. And we're just so happy to have him with us today. He's an executive fellow at the University of Minnesota Carlson School of Management and a guest lecturer at Harvard Business School and Duke Corporate Education. He's the co-author or author of nine books. And he was named a 2020 to 21 non-resident public fellow at the Notre Dame Institute for Advanced Study. Wow, wow, and wow. Welcome, Richard Leiter. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you. You did a beautiful job of highlighting the book, so thank you for that. Well, you know, this is very exciting to me. I've done a lot of work in this area and also done some documentaries on public television and, and written about this. And I, I think it's so important because from where I sit, I think aging, unfortunately, is still a stigma. And, you know, I look at people my age and I'm an, I'll just say that I'm an early boomer. And I have the vitality and energy of, you know, what I did when in midlife. And I'm, and I'm going at the same pace that I did then. And it kind of puzzles me and frustrates me that a lot of people not only don't see it, but a lot of people in my age range aren't doing these things, right? They're, they're like, it's, it's different. It's a different level. So I'd really love you to address that. You know, what do you say to us boomers who are doing all the things you said? And sometimes we feel a little misplaced. Go ahead, Richard. (laughs) Well, one of the words you never use that I recommend you never use is the word still. Patricia, you're still doing. And me, I'm a little ahead ahead of the boomer age-wise. People say, well, you're still. When are you going to retire? And I said, I get that too. I love what I'm doing. Me too. I I, I love what I'm doing. And... uh, I, uh, why would I give it up? And so um, aging, as you well know, isn't optional. Growing, however, is. So this book is yeah. about growing whole or, or the growing part. 
And so uh, we need, uh, you know, get old or grow old. You choose. Well, you chose and I chose. Others need perhaps a new narrative to help them choose. And it's been 47 years, 47 years since the book Passages came out and kind of defined a a new narrative for midlife. Mm-hmm. Well, they stopped at midlife, however, or uh, she did, Gail Sheehy. So we picked up and looked at a new narrative for the second half or the later part of life. And and uh, so, you know, where does one go these days to get an advanced degree in maturity? Well, they listen to you. They read me and um, uh, others. But I think there's a need for this new, new narrative. And... Um, what we found so far, the book just came out, as you know, and it's already in reprint. So that's the sign that aging may be, may, maybe aging has become cool. Good. Well, there's something in your book, what I love in the book, it's a small book, very easy to read. You could put it in your pocketbook, which is wonderful, and take it out and yep. just read the shaded blocks. Because in the shaded blocks are these wise quotes. And I've been picking some out as we've been going along. And here's one, because I, I, this actually happened to me recently. You write breakdowns often precede breakthroughs. And I think, you know, that's the whole thing of, gee, I'm getting old. Oh, what am I going to do? And then you have the breakthrough of, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be like this, right? It's that breakdown where you either give in or, you, or you're giving into that old way of thinking. And then all of a sudden you right. say, wait a minute, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to break through. Right, right. Well, and it's true, and the fact is, though, as you know, we in the early 1900s, the life expectancy, in, at least in the U.S., was about age 47. Now the mm-hmm. fastest-growing cohort is 85 and over, right. and right. people have added three, three decades to life. And, but during that time, the reality is uh, that sometimes we're pushed by pain, by breakdowns, mm-hmm. and sometimes right. we're pulled by possibilities possible breakthroughs. And so, you know, both happen, you know, in life. And uh, what we learned is that purpose is central to both, to to resilience in hard times and joy in good times. And purpose is not the, the thing that I've learned over four decades of studying, writing, speaking about purpose is that purpose is not a luxury. And I'll say it again, purpose is not a luxury for any listeners. It is universal and fundamental. And it's fundamental to health, healing, Mm -hmm. happiness, and even longevity. And now we have the science to back back that up. And and so people say, oh, you're so lucky you hit it just right. And I went, well, it hasn't always been lucky because now that we have the science, it's it's certainly made things slightly easier. But, But ageism, as you pointed out, in your opening is still alive and well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think, you know, you were ahead of your time. I was ahead of my time. You know, and I think that's what it is. It's catching up. Now we do have the science. And there's a quote in your book I want to read. It says, growing old on purpose requires being intentional about both at looking backward and looking forward. And I think that's a whole other thing. And I also have found that, you know, this has been my purpose doing this work and spreading positive messaging also for four decades. And it's never varied. And that has really held me in good stead. I think it's true, Richard, when you have that purpose, that's, you know, it it may be that sometimes you're ahead of your time or you're later than your time. It certainly has frustrations and challenges, but it keeps you moving, right? It keeps you moving on that path. Right. Yeah. And I've had, like I assume you have, uh, it's both a question and a comment, fortuitous encounters with people who really changed my perspective on life yes. and possibilities. And back in 1968, I uh, spent a week with Victor Frankl, the guy who mm-hmm. wrote Man's well, Search I, for oh, Meaning. Of course. Of course. Yeah, Isn't I that amazing just, you I met just, him? I was, yeah, I was fresh out of graduate school in counseling psychology. I'd actually studied him and was mm-hmm. kind of a, a devotee of man's search for meaning and local Me therapy. Me too. And I saw yeah. that he was doing a seminar in San Diego to try to interest people in this whole line of thinking because uh, there was a university that was going to create a local therapy institute, which didn't happen at the time. 
But he did a five-day seminar, and I signed up, and I had no, you know, it's right out of graduate school. I was the youngest person in the room, and it changed my life forever when he talked about the last of the human freedoms, choice. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so ultimately, that's the core of what we're talking about here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, before we're going to take a break, but before we do, tell people how they can get this wonderful book. Who do you want to be when you go old? The Path of Purposeful Aging. Well, you can get excerpts from the book on my website, which is richardleiter.com, but it's available now at Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all of your local independent bookstores as well. Okay. Are you giving lectures or, or um, coaching on this subject now? I'm not coaching anymore. I'm busy, busily uh, uh, doing writing, speaking, a lot of Zooming, you know, business yes. uh, or this, the, the interest in this actually has been accelerated greatly by the pandemic. People are really looking at, regardless, purposes, age agnostic. Young people, midlife, mm-hmm. older people uh, are all uh, have some interest in this. I learned this when I did the PBS special and yes. I did live events and whole, whole families would, would, uh, would show mm-hmm. up. But yeah. what we're finding with the pandemic is that many people today are uh, more curious about what their options are. And so yes. they look at purpose and the good mm-hmm. life, as you talked about it earlier, uh, yeah. with more, uh, e- more ease or interest now. And, and here's a quote that speaks to that right from your book. And the quote is, we have to work on ourselves today so as to grow into the old person we want to become tomorrow. And that's what you're talking about. The pandemic has said, okay, everybody, let's look at ourselves. And so that's been a positive thing of having more time to reflect and then look at what do we want our life to be. So I think that quote really speaks to what you just said, Richard. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are talking to Richard Leiter, who is the co-author of the book, Who Do You Want to Be When You Grow Old? The Path of Purposeful Aging. Stay tuned, folks. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Are you ready to be the one to change, to stand out from others and make a difference? Join Dr. Melissa L. Strasser for Counterbalance Conversations. You'll pick up the tools, the motivation, and the desire that you need to make sustainable changes in our world. It only takes one person to be that counterbalance. What if the counterbalance was an entire network of individuals? Think of the changes that we could make. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. 
Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back, and we are talking today about positive aging, probably my my most favorite topic. Uh, my guest is Richard Leiter. He is the author of the brand new book, the co-author of the brand new book, Who Do You Want to Be When You Grow Old? The Path of Purposeful Aging. And he co-wrote this with David Shapiro. They are also best-selling authors of Repacking Your Bags. Richard Leiter is the founder and chairman of InVenture. The Purpose Company, a coaching and consulting firm. He has created a wide array of programs and experiences for clients such as AARP, Caterpillar, Ericsson, Habitat for Humanity, and MedLife. Richard Leiter is ranked by Forbes as one of the top five most respected executive coaches, by Linkage as one of the top 50 executive coaches, and by the conference board as a legend in coaching. He's an executive fellow at the University of Minnesota Carlson School of Management, a guest lecturer at Harvard Business School and Duke Corporate Education, and the author or co-author of nine books. Richard Leiter was named a 2020 to 21 non-resident public fellow at the Notre Dame Institute for Advanced Study. Welcome back, Richard. Uh, thank you, Patricia. Okay, good. I mean, your bio, you know, I, I could just go on so much that, um, you know, I may make it shorter next time just so we can get all of your wisdom <laughs> about all your books. All right. So um, let's let's talk about this. I'm just going to read some quotes from the book because I love them. This one is, the future belongs to the learners, not the knowers. I love that. Please explain. Well, I think the one of the key things that keeps us alive and on purpose is our sense of curiosity. Right. So the lear- when, when I say the future belongs to the learners, it doesn't mean going back to school or getting a degree or doing anything. It means sharpening your curiosity and your mm-hmm. interest in self and others and world. And we all know people who have lost that curiosity and have become self-absorbed, and they're pretty much a drag to be with. And uh, they've lost their edge in, in, in a lot of ways. And so growing whole, which is one of the themes of, of this book, you know, it's, it's as I said earlier, everyone's getting old, but not everyone's growing old. And so to grow old means to be curious. And um, so to, to grow means to um, look at life through that kind of a, a, a lens. And we talk, for example, one of the chapters in this book, uh, to your question, to your point, is how do I stop living a default life? And that's really a de- a lot of people lived a default life because that's the best they could do to make a living and they didn't mm-hmm. know there were other options. But mm-hmm. we get to certain points where we stop living and, you know, how do I stop living a default life and live the good life that you talked about with the limited time we have, which is 30, 40, 50 years or whatever or less uh, mm-hmm. for, for, for people. And so uh, the... Uh, paradox of, of aging is that it, it has to start on the inside and then be, ex- and, and be expressed then on the, the, the outsiding in many ways. And so we have to look at, at maybe even defining the choice of moving from adulthood to elderhood. Now that does, you know, that's another language thing that you and I like, but others may not like, and that is, right. what's wrong with elderhood? Elderhood is right. a great thing as long as you're not talking about elderly, you're talking about elderhood and right. becoming and a wise elder or, um, well, let, and, you know, cultures, our lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In other our cultures, lives have a young, a young half. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the people that um, I've been leading walking safaris in, Tanzania, East Africa, for over three decades, sitting around the fire with elders in the bush and the yes. deep bush in Tanzania, East Africa. And one of the elders from a hunter-gatherer tribe asked me this, Patricia. He said, Richard, now this is a guy who hasn't been more than 50 kilometers from where we're sitting, and here I've been studying around the world and doing this. Mm-hmm. He, says, he said, you write about this stuff. He said, you know what the two most important days in our lives are here as Hadza, we've been around 100,000 years as a hunter-gatherer society. And I said, yeah, birth and death. And he goes, oh, you, you don't get it. 
And I said, well, what are the two most important days in your life? And he said, birth and the day you determine why you're born, how you fit into the tribe and what value you bring to us in a total sharing culture. And I went, wow, I studied this every which way. And here I'm talking to a wise elder in the bush in Africa who's saying the same thing that you and I are saying here. Yes. And I want to read another quote speaking on this because this is the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is, well, you know, we're going to get older, but what if we're infirmed? You know, what if we get sick? What if we get a disease? And so here's your quote is, keep death daily before your eyes. And then you then you also go on to say, but if you say you showed up more often than not, the music will play on and you can die happy. So let's talk about that, Richard. Let's put talk about that elephant in the room. Like, okay, well, I'm in my 70s or in my whatever it is. And how do I know that in 10 years I'll be as vital? What if I get sick? Talk about that, please. Well, I mean, it's evident that you're going to die. It's evident that you're going to go through changes. But like Viktor Frankl said, the last of the human freedoms is choice. It's choosing what you want your life to be about, regardless of the adversity. And he was in concentration camps. He was liberated uh, after three and a half years. He weighed 87 pounds. He went back Mm -hmm. and redid his life and wrote Man's Mm -hmm. Search for Meaning and things like that. And uh, one of the stories in the book that demonstrates that choice that we have with our adversity is the story of a man named Ed Rapp. Ed was one of the presidents of Caterpillar. Mm. They had three presidents and then a CEO, and he was about to become CEO, and he was diagnosed with ALS at Mm. age 57 at the the peak of his career. Mm. And uh, And I had worked with him, coached him, known him, taught with him, et cetera. And uh, he quit, or he resigned, I should say, retired, went home, and uh, he's done two things. Uh, and the story in the book is about the choices he made with the adversity of ALS, which gives you a, mm. you know, a five- to seven-year window of life. And mm. every single morning, first of all, he's raised almost $15 million for ALS research mm. in the last few years. Secondly, wow. he, every single morning at 8 a.m. in Raleigh, North Carolina, he gets up and has a Zoom or a telephone call with somebody that was just diagnosed with ALS who's wow. terrified and wants, to, and wants to talk to somebody about their wow. terror or their fears. And he says, Richard, this is the good life. I get to do something I love to do that's important mm-hmm. society. We're all going to die at some point, but we have the choice of how we want to live, even mm-hmm. with our adversities. So we're going to have those adversities, but how we handle them is really Amazing. what this book is really all about. Amazing. Did did you see the movie Intouchables? I N Touchables. It was a story of it, a true story of a of a man who so. was um, very. It, it, take a look at. I just watched it again. It, yeah, it's I'm, very right, much I'm about writing that this. down right now. Yeah, yeah Intouchables, yeah. and it's um, it's a story about a man who was uh, I think from France, and he uh, was very successful. Had an accident, became a quadriplegic. And he Hmm. ended up, you know, hiring all these people to help him. He was very wealthy, so he could get anybody he wanted. And he ended up screaming at all of them, and (laughs) they all went away. And he ended up hiring hiring a man from another race who was actually an ex-con, who was, you know, and, Hmm. and just totally out of the box, completely out of the box, and got this guy to really live. I mean, I won't tell the host, but he did things that he never thought he could do, even, you know, as I said, as a quadriplegic. And there's some romance involved in here. There's some just amazing activities because this other guy just, you know, went for it. And he got the man yeah, right. to really, it was, it's very heartwarming. And it's, and it is based on a true story. And it's just yeah. something to see how, and then at yeah. one point the guy left. And so the man went back and started hiring the old kind of people again. And he was so miserable. He was so unhappy. And he went back to the other guy. And then, you know, I won't go through it, but just to see what that kind of life. And here this other guy was from the opposite side of the tracks, right? I mean, from, you know, a a poor family that never had anything. And here he's in this mansion. And he was able to teach a lesson to this man. And the other man taught a lesson to him. It was it was remarkable story. Yeah. Yeah. Same, yeah. same kind of thing. Well, I always, I, I, I always say that you need money, medicine, and meaning. Three M's: money, medicine, meaning health, and meaning. And you know, and and we all know people who have got enough 
I'll say medicine and money, but are, don't have meaning and are miserable. Right. And we know other people who don't have enough and have meaning who are not miserable. So we need all three of these. Yeah, yeah. No, I think there's some. The other movie is The Green Book, which you might have seen. And that's kind of a similar mm-hmm. theme that, you know, people from different areas just kind of really teach each other something. They take care of each other. And it's just a really great thing to show of humanity. Yeah. And as you yeah. said, purpose, purpose. All right, we've got yeah. three minutes to break. So tell us one of your other great stories. I know you have a million of them. So just share <laughs> another very inspirational story with us before we go to break for our next segment. Go ahead. Well, one of the stories in the book is uh, Kathy Wurzer, who's a local P- uh, PBS and local public radio personality here, who started, who interviewed on radio and TV uh, a guy who also had ALS named Bruce Kramer, who died. He was a yeah. uh, dean of a college, and she covered that for a whole year in yeah. depth. And she, yeah. she created something called End in Mind, she still is a radio and TV personality here, and her story is in the book. And she created a nonprofit foundation called End in Mind to how to have conversations about these tough kinds of questions at the end mm-hmm. of life. And mm-hmm. she is doing more beautiful conversations with people who have these adversities, like you're saying. That somebody says, well, yeah, but what about I'm, uh, I have this or I don't have that? Or, and we all are going to face these these things but as we say in the book there's there's the rearview mirror and the windshield and the rearview mirror is much smaller than the windshield and so you can look in the rearview mirror and look at what's been but we're trying to help people to activate choices about what can be look through the windshield not in a pollyannish way and uh, uh but in a way that that moves from anti-aging to positive aging Absolutely. And we know, know we now know the what happens when make, people make that mind reset, yeah. that mind shift, that things Absolutely. really happen in their bodies as well as in their lives. Absolutely. On that beautiful note, we're going to take a break. My guest is Richard Leiter. He is the co-author of the book, Who Do You Want to Be When You Grow Old? The Path of Purposeful Aging. He wrote this book with David Shapiro, and it's just running off the shelves. They're now in their next printing, and it's amazing. And I think so many of us, I think COVID has given a wake-up call to all of us about what is our purpose and, you know, what do we really want to be and how can we make our life uh, even more meaningful. So you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice, in our 20th year. And stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What are the labels that identify us? Who are we, and how do we figure out our place in the world? Do we own our narrative? If you were to create your biography today, what would it say about you? Listen for Dropping In with host Diane Dewey, the author of the award-winning memoir, Fixing the Fates. Diane and her guests will give their version of finding themselves. Find out about your authenticity by dropping in every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. 
Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. You are listening to The Raskin Show, and I'm very excited today to be talking to Richard Leiter, who is the co-author of the book, Who Do You Want to Be When You Grow Old? The Path of Purposeful Aging, co-written with David A. Shapiro. And uh, I'll share some of Richard's bio. It's very long and very, very impressive. He is the founder and chairman of Adventure, which is a purpose company, a coaching and consulting firm, and his clients have ranged from AARP to MetLife. He's ranked by Forbes as one of the top five most respected executive coaches. And he's an executive fellow at the University of Minnesota Carlson School of Management. He's been a guest lecturer at Harvard Business School and do corporate education. He's the co-author of nine books. Welcome back, Richard. All right. Thank you, Patricia. Yeah, it's so great to have you. It's just like a kindred spirit. It's so exciting. So share with us some of the things that people can do to um, enrich their path of positive aging, some of the, the practices, the self-care things? Well, uh, purpose is the central theme. And first of all, just to, for the record, um, for people, people who think it's too big for them, that purpose, oh, I'll get around to that someday. The universal purpose is only two words, grow and give. So mm. that's it. Are you growing and giving today? And every day, because we talk about purpose with a small P and purpose with a big P. The big P purpose is, oh, I have to have a cause. I have to save the world. I have to do something uh, that's more cause or mission related. But purpose is a small, with a small P is how you show up in other people's lives moment to moment. There are 1,440 purpose moments every day. And if you take sleep out of it, there are less, but let's just say 1,440 choice points to make a difference in somebody else's life. And purpose is always about making a difference outside of yourself, making a contribution to life outside of yourself. It's different from goals because it's a long-term aim in life, and it's it's always a value beyond yourself. So here's one thing people can do. Write down that universal purpose, grow and give, on a post-it. And put Mm -hmm. that post-it on your mirror. And tomorrow morning when you wake up, look at the mirror and say, how am I going to grow and give today? And at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, before you go to bed at night, maybe you're brushing your teeth or getting undressed or whatever, look at it again and say, how did I do? How did I grow today? Mm -hmm. In other words, what did I learn? What was Mm -hmm. I curious about? And how did I give? How did I... Give someone a kind word or a hug or a call or just, to, you know, one minute. doesn't have to be any, any uh, big thing. So that's a practice that I practice and that I think uh, people can try. And if they try it for five days, they will get a felt and really authentically do it. They will get a felt sense of what this purpose thing is really all about, not just as a concept, mm-hmm. but as an experience. Absolutely. um, Yeah, and I would just summarize that by saying this. The American essayist D.B. White said, I arise in the morning torn between a desire to save the world and a desire to savor the world. This makes Mm. it hard to plan the day. Mm, Well, I think a good life life is saving and savoring, and it's not literally saving. That's just a word that means making a difference. And, and savoring is about enjoying life, and we want both. But if it's all savoring, that's not such a good life. And if it's all saving, not such a good life either. It's usually a, a balance of balance. some sort. And that little, well, yeah, that little right. post-it thing helps people uh, activate that. Well, and I think balance is the challenge for all of us. 
right? It's how do you balance these things? Because we can get swept one way or another. Richard, what about things like the importance of exercise to stimulate the brain and positive endorphins, of course, to also stay in shape, um, keep our muscles toned? Um, And what about food? And what about sleep? And what about meditation and yoga and all those other things? Um, What do you say about those things? Well, I think they're all essential to resilience. A resilient life is where you bounce back or you bounce into life uh, regardless of what's being dealt to you. But the fact is that most of the research today on resilience has purpose as the core. Exercise for the sake of what? Uh, All of this, it's just to live a long life or is it to live a meaningful life? And so when we have a purpose we have reasons to exercise. We have reasons to grow. We have, you know, we have a central theme to uh, to to live out. And you know, the bat, the end of the book, is we talk about, you know, as you said earlier, it started out as a long conversation between two old friends, one a philosopher, one a psychologist. Who, who this is actually our sixth book together, and. Uh, mm-hmm. We, both aging, et cetera, talked about, uh, uh, about this. And um, the end of the book, so the beginning of the book is the long conversation. The end of the book is the ultimate conversation. What do you think happens when you die? How would you like to die? What gifts do you want to leave the world before you mm-hmm. die? And we find that having that kind of conversation actually enlivens life. It's not depressing. It's not morbid. It actually makes life in our most precious currency time, more precious. So important. You know, I want to I want to share a story um, from the second book that I wrote called Pathfinding, mm-hmm. and I interviewed a lot of amazing people. So I'm going back now over 20 years when I did my first documentary on positive aging in North Carolina, and I interviewed this mm-hmm. amazing man who had just won the Senior Games Award. I found him. He happened to be living in the same town, amazingly so. And he was a 102-year-old golfer who started playing golf at the age of 92. And as he said in the interview, you know, I hit the ball and then I hit it again. I hit the ball, I hit it again, and then I I scored 100. And that was pretty good. And I, uh-huh. it was amazing how I found him. It was just a serendipity. But he was so inspirational. And I talked to his daughter after he died four years later. He died at 106. And she said how yeah. he, you know, he always said, I do things in moderation, you know, exercising, eating. Uh, his great-granddaughter was just put a, a purple heart in his casket. And he was just very loved. He didn't worry. He said, you know, these are, you can't worry about what, what hasn't happened or what, you know, you just, you move on from day to day. And he was a real example, but he started playing golf at 92 and I interviewed him at 102 years old. He was amazing. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I think uh, he's a good example of what we say in the book is that everybody's an experiment of one. So yes. he did it his way. We have to choose yeah. to do it our way. So some, exactly. some of the recommendations people are going to, Nah, that's not for me, which is okay. But uh, the one thing that I think is universal, uh, back in the, seven, in the early 70s, I was part of the Harvard Study of Adult Development. I was an apprentice to that longest-standing study of adult life in the world at the Harvard Business School. And one of the things that is noted from the, the research and the science of aging long lives is that isolation is fatal. Going it alone is really a Absolutely. bad idea. And having ro- yeah. having relationships does not mean that you should, you know, be hail person well well met. But you need at least one committed listener, one person who really gets you. And so one of the other things I recommend is that uh, you could call it a sounding board or a kitchen cabinet or, or a purpose partner, but somebody or somebody's who really get you. I mean, you hear stories, well, I didn't know he had cancer. I didn't know she was going through a divorce. I, and because, you know, we, we, our relationships can be about form and not essence. So the essence is to have conversations like this book is a conversation. And a lot of people said it's kind of like having a conversation with the authors, which is great. Right. That's what we wanted. But who are you having those conversations with about what's really important and what really matters in life? Yeah, for both saving you know, and savoring. 
Yeah, aren't there studies, too, that show that people often will live longer when they are connected, right, when they're in community totally. or they have a partner? Yep, absolutely. Those, that science is really pretty airtight these days. It's pretty much out there. Not a guarantee, mm-hmm. but when you add the other factors you said, having a reason to get up in the morning, a purpose, right. having uh, a part, uh, partners or people like, like you talked about, and then you add in exercise and mindfulness and meditation things, those are all kind of icings on the cake of those first yeah. two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny, I, I often refer to, you know, when you see the birds in the flock, you would sometimes watch them on, you know, on the television specials and they're flying and then, then they, they land and then one little bird might have gotten hurt. And then all the other birds fly yeah. away and that one little bird is left, you know, that poor little thing. <laughs> and, and usually they, they yeah. don't last, right? They don't last by themselves. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in, in the book we have, uh, it's not a workbook per se or a field guide, but we have a couple exercises in there that are really useful to have a conversation with somebody else. And one of those is, am I having a late life crisis? You know, mm-hmm. I did a lot of work on burnout and midlife crisis in my career, but I found that, that about one out of three people over the age of 60 is having a late life crisis. They're through midlife and they're not looking back at trying to hold on to, but they're, and so we have a 10 point questionnaire in there about, uh, you know, with questions like, do you often find yourself looking in the mirror and thinking, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you feel reluctant to tell people your age and on and on? When you have a conversation with others, it really opens up the lens for people to look at positive aging. Absolutely. On that note, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with Richard Leiter, co-author of the book, Who Do You Want to Be When You Grow Old? The Path of Purposeful Aging. And the website for this, Richard, is? Richard Leiter, L-E-I-D as in David, E-R, dot com. And that will take them right to the book. Well, it'll take them to excerpts and how to get the book. All right, you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Attention veterans, are you ready to be your own boss? It's time to launch your own ideas into reality. Discover your clean writing style. Gear up with Marine Corps trained motivator, Christina Silva. Christina is a positive energy promoter with a special gift in connecting with innovators. Get the Military Heroes 411 and glean from experts every week by listening to The Christina Silva Show. We're educating our veterans live on The Christina Silva Show, live at 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. 
Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. I'm Patricia Raskin, and it's so wonderful to be with you again. And here we are in our uh, fourth segment and final segment for today with Richard Leiter, who is the co-author of Who Do You Want to Be When You Go Old? The Path of Purposeful Aging. And he wrote this book with David Shapiro. And he is ranked by Forbes as one of the top five most respected executive coaches. And he's executive fellow at the University of Minnesota Carlson School of Management, a guest lecturer at Harvard University Business School, Duke Corporate Education. He's the co-author or author of nine books. And with David Shapiro, they wrote a best-selling book book called Repacking Your Bags. And now this next book, again, is Who Do You Want to Be When You Grow Old? The Path of Purposeful Aging. And you can write to Richard and find out more about the book at richardleiter.com, L-E-I-D-E-R.com. Welcome back, Richard. Thank you, Patricia. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit more um, you know, about the whole path of purposeful aging, you know, and how we can change our mindset. Now, here's what I'd like to say. What about those people who listen to this and they say, yep, great ideas, you know, really great. I really like what, what you know, what, uh, what Richard's saying and I like, but, but I'm living with someone who's very negative. I'm living in a world of ageism. Uh, The people that I'm around aren't going to do any of this. And so it's great, but I don't think it would ever work for me. Okay, what do you say to that? Well, we call that the people who say, get real. And uh, this is real. It doesn't cost anything. It's really, you know, purpose is a verb. As I said, it's something you can do 1,440 times a day. So um, there's, you know, Carl Jung said this, the greatest damage you can do to others, including your kids, is your own unlived life. And I think the starting point here is for you to live your life as a, not trying to model, but just being you, being authentic. And um, so it does, it does happen. It's not easy, and probably those people aren't going to be convinced. But what we're finding today is that you know, you mentioned that David and I wrote a book called Repacking Your Bags. And repacking, unpacking, repacking, repeat is a life skill. People are having to unpack, repack, repeat. The pandemic has pushed that. Other things have pushed that with the economy and, and uh, all of these other uh, changes that are going on. And let me just share with you briefly, Patricia, the uh, repacking, how it came about. I have led walking safaris in Africa for, 20, for 30 years. Mm. And picture this. You're, you're backpacking, this is, uh, and you're in a, uh, an area along the Serengeti Plains of East mm. Africa, Tanzania, Kenya, etc. And you're walking along with a guide who happens to be a Maasai tribal elder from the Maasai tribe. Mm. I'm walking along next to him, uh, speaking in Swahili and English back and forth. And you're, you're with me. You're one of a dozen people who are on this adventure out in the bush through, I mean, off to the left are a million wildebeest and all the predators that are looking after them. And off to the right is... Kilimanjaro and the Great Rift Valley. And so this is spectacular countryside, but I'm looking down, not up, because I'm weighed down by my pack at the time. And the elder who I'm walking with, his name is Koye, keeps looking over his shoulder at me, wondering what I'm carrying. And finally, we get to where we're going to be for the night. And I put my pack down in the dust, and he comes over to me and he says, Richard, what are you guys carrying? What is in these things? And the group is off now setting up tents and filtering water and getting firewood and things. So I'm just one-on-one with Koye. And I said, well, let me show you. And so I I put a little tarp down and I proceed to bring out my wilderness first aid kit and my Gore-Tex rain gear and my root finders and and all. And pretty soon I got this pile of stuff in front of me and all the little kids in the village are laughing and looking at it all. It's all new to them. And Koye, as only a wise elder could do, comes over and very quietly whispers in my ear. He says, Richard, tell me, does all this make you happy? Mm. Well, it's one of those seminal Mm. questions about, well, what does make us happy? What does give us life? 
Yeah. And I got very defensive, very defensive and said, well, I need this, I need that. But I realized I was carrying twice as much. I was weighed down. So right. that night around the fire, I said, I'm going to leave half of my stuff at the village here with them. Uh, I, this is not. And they said, well, what, what half are you leaving? Because you're the one who gave us the list uh, for what to bring. And I, so this became the mantra for the rest of our uh, trip. The next 10 days, it was lighten your load for the good life. Yeah. Lighten your load for the good life. So when I help so, people coaching or in, in programs, I say, how can I help you lighten your right. load for the good life? And it usually starts with stuff. But then it and moves I think, to, yeah. to calendar and relationships mm-hmm, and other mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. like that where people find out what does right. make them happy. And I think on that note, we have to close. But I think that would be, if I asked you for what your message would be, it sounds like it would be lighten your load for the good life. And I would add the good life is living where you want to live with the people you want to live with, doing the things, the purposeful things you love on purpose. Uh, Rich, it was so, such an honor and a delight to interview you today, truly. Uh, I tell you, you asked you ask great questions, and I <laughs> was thrilled to have this opportunity. So, oh. Patricia, thank Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, stand the line for a minute. All right. Again, Richard Leiter, the author, co-author of Who Do You Want to Be When You Grow Old? The Path of Purposeful Living. You can log on to richardleiter.com, L-E-I-D-E-R. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, and like me there. You can also uh, get a copy of my monthly newsletter, which shows all these wonderful guests that I have on. And again, Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. And uh, I also help people create their own shows. So they can get their positive messaging out. So if you're looking to do a podcast, contact me there. Would love to help. All right. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.